Welcome to the shitcoin.com show, everyone. Uh, today, as always, I'm sat here with Andreas Brecken. Hello. And uh, so the special guest today is Tishan Rocker, uh, the Namebase CEO and founder. Am I correct in saying that, Tishan? Uh, yeah, uh, CEO and co-founder. Uh, my other co-founder, Anthony Liu, is our uh, CTO. Perfect, perfect. Thank you for joining us today. It's definitely great to uh, have you on. I know uh, Handshake is getting quite a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people talking about it right now. So it's definitely very, very current. And I think it's a, it's great to kind of deep dive into this with you. Yeah, totally. It's, it's been phenomenal to see how much community interest there's been. Um, and it's not just because, you know, handshakes went viral in Silicon Valley. Uh, it seems like people are interested in the protocol too. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have, uh, you guys have some really good friends over at the purse.io and some other places. So definitely caught, caught my attention. So in terms of, um, kind of taking this all the way back to the beginning, um, it would be great just to get an overview from you of, you know, uh, what the landscape of DNS is right now and, and just, yeah, how that, how that looks. Yeah, totally. So as like a brief, uh, like high level way to think about DNS, uh, it's kind of like a phone book for the internet. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird niche technology that most people don't think about, but uh, literally every internet user uses, uh, it stands for the domain name system. So, uh, when you type in a domain like facebook.com or google.com, you're using DNS. Uh, and what it does is it, it basically points a human readable name like google.com to a uh, IP address uh, that is like the address of a server. Um, and, you know, basically when the internet first came out, this DNS didn't really exist. And people were like, wow, IP addresses are like hard to remember. Uh, so we need like a human readable way to do it. Uh, and that's what, why DNS was created is, is effectively like this phone book. Um, the other key thing to understand when you're thinking about DNS is that it's a hierarchical. So it starts at the root, which is uh, basically, you know, the .coms, .io, .net, .org. Those are all called top-level domains, TLDs. Uh, and then it basically delegates down the tree. Uh, you know, each TLD can issue subdomains. Uh, those are the second-level domains like facebook.com, google.com, right? Namebase.io. These are all second-level domains. Uh, and then you obviously continue going down. Uh, you know, you can have, you know, sub-subdomains and all that. Uh, you know, developers.google.com, you know, sites like that. Uh, and that's, a, that's basically DNS in a nutshell. And there's, uh, yeah, and then there's all these country-specific uh, ones for like each country. You got your .uk, which is usually .co.uk. And do you even know how many of these top-level domains there are? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, but also like not that many. Uh, there's 1,500 TLDs. Uh, you know, you know the popular ones are like .com, .org, .net, .io. Uh, most countries have their own country level TLDs. So actually, uh, uh, like .ai, .io. Um, you know, any, any two-letter uh, TLD is actually like a country code uh, TLD. Um, and then you know, different organizations will own uh, TLDs as well. So like Verisign, they own .com. Uh, so they just kind of, you know, anytime you're buying a .com domain, they just kind of get the money for that. Uh, and then there are, uh, you know, some new GTLDs is what they're called, which is uh, like a generic top level domain. Uh, and that was kind of the program that uh, ICANN, which is the organization that's basically in charge of uh, managing the TLD namespace and gets to determine, you know, who gets what TLD. Uh, they basically would issue these new GTLDs. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what allows, you know, companies to go and register new ones. 
Um, I, I think technically actually any, anyone can register it, but it's, it's not really something that a normal person can do. Uh, there's a $200,000 dollar application fee uh, and that's just like the application wow. fee. so if you don't actually get the cld you just like lose that money uh and there's this like auction process for the name itself uh but like that's that's basically the uh the namespace in a nutshell it's like you know country level domains uh you have like legacy ones like dot com uh there's some government usage ones as well dot gov uh and then you have uh gtlds and that's there's about 1500 of all, all of these in total so somebody out there paid uh two hundred thousand dollars to apply for like dot pets yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> they paid even more for the name, right? Like, uh, you know, some of these right. studies, they sell for millions of dollars, uh, which, yeah. which all goes to, like, ICANN, which is funny, funnily enough, is, like, a nonprofit. Um, so it's cool. weird that they, like, they've literally made, like, hundreds of millions of dollars off the GTLD program, uh, like, even just yeah. off the application fees alone. Um, but that's that's effectively what happens is, like, some company comes and buys, you know, I think Google, dot, Google bought uh, dot .dev, uh, you know, within the last few years, and they they have those domains as well. Um, and that's how it works. Now, I remember, I, I can't uh, quite remember which year this was, but I do remember using something called Namecoin back in the day. Um, so I, I think I had to buy Namecoin tokens and it would allow me to, uh, to have sort of a domain name on the blockchain. And I, I tried to register some stuff on it, but it was very, very complicated. Uh, it was running a lot of commands in command line. Do you uh, do you have any experience with Namecoin? Um, yeah, totally. Namecoin is a great, uh, great project. It was really kind of the uh, pioneer in the space. Um, you know, DNS on blockchain is one of those like really clear, obvious use cases for a blockchain. Uh, you know, DNS already is is uh, actually fairly decentralized to a certain extent, right? There's a lot of different people involved. But the issue is that at the root level, uh, which is where it all stems from, it's, it's not decentralized at all. It's actually centralized. Um, and there's, there's a few other aspects of the design that are uh, basically poor for security uh, and poor for many other reasons. Um, and so, you know, putting DNS like on a blockchain to a certain extent is a phenomenal idea that's, uh, that's been attempted. Um, so Namecoin was kind of the predecessor. Uh, and you point out a really good point there, which is like, you know, it was, it was pretty complicated to use, but there's also a number of um, uh, basically mechanism design decisions that uh, were implemented that like weren't ideal for a naming system and that uh, basically Handshake kind of learned, learned from, uh, it learned from its predecessor. Uh, would it be helpful for me to go into some of those details now or do you want to stick to more of like an overview and then I can kind of go into details? Well, yeah, what, what year do you think Namecoin, what, what year was it launched? I think it was 2011 when I, when I checked it. Yeah, so it was pretty early days. Yeah, and uh, do you think Namecoin failed because people don't care or because uh, of the technical design, like you say? I think it was, uh, it was a combination of multiple factors, uh, but the technical design was a big aspect of it. So the thing with Namecoin uh, that was challenging is one, like most other naming blockchain projects, they haven't actually tried to uh, decentralize the top level domain naming system. They all try to create these, uh, uh, basically like subdomains effectively, right? So that's why with Namecoin, I think it's like .bit or something like that, um, right? It has an extension for the name. Uh, ENS has like .eth. Um, and uh, Handshake basically learned, is uh, specifically trying to decentralize the top level domain namespace. Uh, and there are specific reasons for that. Um, the reason why is because if you don't actually 
decentralize the TLD namespace, then the uh, actual like govern like the governance, the centralization point, and the existing DNS is still stuck at the uh, ICANN level. Um, and there's another the aspect, which is that uh, you know if you think about like the benefits of DNS on a blockchain, uh, one of the strongest benefits is actually security. And this is not something that most people uh, talk about a lot, but basically the way that the, uh, security works on the internet today, which uh, it, with HTTPS is uh, very flawed. Um, what your computer does when it goes and trusts a, a website and you get that little you know, green uh, lock mark and then you're like, know that you have a secure communication with the mm. uh, website, it's uh, basically enforced through this system called a certificate authority. Uh, and basically that system is very insecure because your computer in the course of its like day-to-day -day browsing is uh, basically trusting like thousands of certificate authorities uh, which can actually delegate authority to uh, intermediates and those intermediates mm. can delegate authority to like even, even more intermediates. And uh, that entire system is the, uh, basically the backbone for uh, TLS, which is the, um, what the HTTPS relies on. Uh, and Handshake is uh, basically their, their main innovation is they're trying to uh, decentralize that aspect and create a much more secure root of trust for internet security than the certificate authority based system. It basically shifts the root of trust from uh, the like, centralized CAs to a distributed root of trust. Uh, and that's what it was aiming to do. So if you look at some of these previous attempts, like Namecoin, like they weren't really trying to do that as much. Um, and then the other aspects of the mechanism design, which were uh, difficult to help it succeed is that you could register the names for a flat fee. And I actually think the cost like went down over time. Uh, so you mm -hmm. register any name for a flat fee and all the names were just like available. So I'm gonna just go and register them. And what ended up happening is that basically uh, whales would just come on, or early adopters would come on and just get all the good names, uh, right? Because you can just go and register them. Um, and what, what that means is that, you know, people who came in a few years later or a year later or whatever, uh, they wouldn't have, you know, great names to go and bid on. Uh, and the issue with that, that's not inherently bad in the long term, uh, but, you know, it's, you know, if you look at like a .com namespace today, right, it's like kind of hard to get like a great domain name because a lot of them have uh, already been registered. Uh, but the issue is that if you have that end state happen before the namespace has become massively successful and like dominated the world to a certain extent, um, then there's no reason for newcomers to go and invest in that namespace and start using it and adopt it. Uh, so that's a huge issue that uh, affected some of these earlier attempts, which is that like the early whales or uh, you know scalpers or whatever, they would just go and register all the good names, uh, and they they would basically dilute the namespace uh, in a way that prevented adoption. I, uh, I think I remember that uh, in Namecoin, even if you, if I wanted to buy a domain on Namecoin that was already taken, one issue was how do I reach the person owning it to make an offer? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. You know, another aspect outside of the specific mechanism design is also uh, basically the ecosystem was not really mature enough to support like mass adoption of a uh, decentralized DNS protocol. Um, you know, if, if you look, if you look at like Handshake today, so Handshake decentralizes DNS and it lets you, uh, you know, as a quick overview, it lets anyone register a uh, top level domain uh, directly on the Handshake blockchain. And it's through this completely decentralized auction process. Uh, the names are registered uh, the, the names are rolled out automatically, uh, and that is completely done uh, on chain, uh, and it's through an, an auction process. So the benefit of that is that uh, you know some names are worth a lot more than other names, right? So you don't really want them going out for a flat fee, 
for example, uh, coin and crypto, the highest bids on those mm. were 200,000 HNS and 500,000 HNS respectively, which was uh, around like 50,000 to 100,000 dollars uh, right. worth of HNS, right? So you like, you know, that name coming out for like, just like a $10 flat fee, for example, right? that'd be like a really <laughs> bad scenario because now it's like not coming out for a market price and it just, uh, you know, basically just uh, incentivizes people to try and go and squat all the names very, very quickly. So you have that aspect, but then if you think about the ecosystem, uh, as you pointed out, right, like a lot of these protocols are really, really difficult to use uh, early on, or, or they still are very difficult to use. Um, you know, that's why for, for my co-founder and I, when we discovered Handshake, we basically grew super excited about it. Um, and I can share more about that uh, in a bit, but, you know, we, we kind of saw the potential for Handshake to actually create the secure backbone uh, for the entire internet, right? It can make these domain names censorship resistant. It can make them more secure. It can make them private. It can let people truly own the domain names versus right now you can actually only rent domain names, you know, from the companies that own the TLDs. Uh, and so there's all these benefits, but, you know, if you think about like no one, no mass adoption is going to happen if you have to go through like 20 steps to go and use these names. Uh, so that's why we wanted to build names, uh, name base to make it really easy for anyone to just on-ramp to Handshake. Uh, so that's why we have an exchange for HNS as well as a domain registrar. Uh, and we also have uh, basically functionality to go and manage your names and, and sell them and, and all that uh, after you register the name. Uh, and so that, that on-ramp mechanism, you know, that, like that, that never really matured for these other namespaces, whereas uh, with Handshake, you know, that was available on day one. Uh, there's also wallets for Handshake and there's block explorers and, and all that. Um, so it basically kind of launched with like a really rich ecosystem, which could allow it to get adoption. Uh, and that's another key aspect for uh, Handshake's um, you know, excitement uh, as compared to some of these previous attempts. Oh, very cool. So in, in terms of, yeah, how, how name base fits into the, the Handshake ecosystem then. So essentially you're, you're using the protocol to, but providing services and providing kind of the, the framework, how it can be used, right? Is that fair yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our, our, our mission is really just to enable uh, mass adoption for Handshake. So we didn't create the Handshake protocol. Um, you know, we found out about it after the uh, initial testnet was announced. Uh, and my co-founder and I, we actually weren't like super into uh, crypto beforehand, uh, but we, really? we were both engineers. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a surprising thing. Uh, <laughs> wow. you know, my, my personal story is that, uh, you know, I grew up in the U.S. And so in the U.S., we don't really have that many issues with censorship, uh, at least yet. Um, and so it's kind of hard to, to get a sense of like why this stuff is important. Uh, but I was right. fortunate enough in one of my uh, first years at uh, uni to go and travel to uh, Turkey where I got to see websites that were actually censored. You know, I was just trying to use like Wikipedia or like YouTube at the time um, and I couldn't access it. And that was, that was shocking to me to realize that all these people didn't have access uh, to this, you know, internet that basically I, I grew up on and built a career on, uh, you know, all, all these benefits of having this free flow of information just was not present. Um, and that really stuck with me. Uh, but at the time, you know, I didn't really think that there was anything that I could do to help the situation, right? It's like a, as an individual, what can you do in this case? Uh, so I didn't do anything about it. Um, but, you know, when, when Anthony and I, when we discovered uh, Handshake, it was kind of this light bulb moment where we saw, oh, shit, like this can actually create a better internet system for the entire world. Uh, it would it'd be very, very difficult to prevent uh, access to the domain name system that Handshake is creating. Uh, and that's something that's just, uh, is like a, a true good for the world that would just make it uh, better uh, in my opinion. And so when we found that we wanted to build something that would help enable adoption, uh, which is why we set out to build Namebase and in terms of uh, kind of where you, how you see this panning out, because I know there's, there's some interesting points in, in terms of how, you know, you've, you've made sure that, uh, you know, ICANN and existing registrars are, are kind of, you know, taken into the equation too. Um, 
how can you just explain how that works as well because i know that you've kind of is it is in terms of alexa rank in terms of how you've um made sure existing websites are kind of covered and domains or yeah i just love to understand that a little bit more too yeah, totally. And, and and I need to be clear here that it's uh, it wasn't us that did this. Like these were the uh, mechanisms yeah. that were designed into the protocol that we didn't you know come up with. Um, so any any of the uh, credit for that should just go to the initial you know handshake contributors. You can go into the GitHub and see you know a lot of people who wrote the code there. Um, you know what we uh, saw is what what we think is really important here is basically uh, handshake has a few multiple mechanisms that. Uh, make it difficult for whales and early adopters to just go and register all the good names, right? They want to kind of mitigate squatting. You can't completely prevent it, but you can mitigate it. And so there's a few mechanisms involved there. Uh, the names are rolled out over the course of 52 weeks. So you can bid on any name imaginable, but basically there's like a function that gives you a, a week number for each name that determines when is the earliest that you can start bidding on a name. And what that does is it prevents people who come on on day one from getting all of the good names and just ruining the namespace. So there's that mechanism. The second mechanism is that the uh, names are uh, issued out through an auction system that runs completely on chain. Uh, you know, that's really important because the market value for the names, just having a, a base price is like not going to be uh, sufficient because some of the names are worth, you know, literally tens of thousands of dollars more than others uh, as the market has proven. So that mechanism is really important. And then finally, you also want to make sure that the namespace uh, can, can get adoption in the long term, right, past this initial set of early adopters, how does that, uh, how do you protect the system and make sure that people actually can come, you know, the mainstream can come and switch over. So to do that, the first thing that Handshake did is that all the existing TLDs, all those 1500 TLDs are uh, blacklisted. So only those TLD owners can go in and use those, uh, basically like claim those names on Handshake, right? So only like Verisign can claim.com, uh, you know, only the Indian Ocean can claim .io, uh, and until then, it uh, basically it just resolves. You know, if you're using Handshake DNS, all your normal .coms and .ios and all that, they just resolve. It's backwards compatible. Uh, and then on top of that, they also want to make sure that like brands and these like early you know technology companies and whatnot, they would be able to go and switch over. So you don't want some random person being able to register .google because that would mean that google.com would never like switch over. Uh, and so there's this mechanism that they created where the top 100,000 Alexa domain names are pre-reserved as TLDs on Handshake. Uh, and it's a completely decentralized uh, process, but basically like only google.com can register .google, only Facebook can register .facebook, uh, et cetera. Um, and that just makes it so that, you know, when Handshake is big, big enough that these companies are now like, oh shoot, like at the very least, like we need to get our names so that, you know, our brand is protected or whatnot. Uh, people can just go and they can still go and do that. I, I wasn't aware actually that it was being rolled out just over 52 weeks. So essentially will the auctions stop after that point or will, um, will more be added after that? Yeah. So the way it works is that it, it basically is, uh, rolled out to, uh, for the auctions to start at any point after those 52 weeks. So, uh, you know, on week one, you can only register like one over 52 of, you can only bid on one over 52 of all the names that you can think of. Uh, you know, six months in, half of the namespace is available for bidding. And then after a year, all of the namespace is available for bidding. Uh, so it's basically just like an on-ramp period for the first year so that as, you know, people come in and learn about Handshake, you know, people, someone who comes in and learns nine months from now about Handshake, they can still go and bid on a lot of the really good names. Uh, and then after that year, after that first year, you can just bid on uh, any name um, that you can think of because it'll all be available for bidding. And for... Um... For people who want to be early adopters of this, like uh, say I own shitcoin.com and I want 
uh, I guess an alternative name that resolves using uh, Handshake. What would that look like? Yeah, totally. So there's there's multiple ways to do it. Uh, at a high level, basically the steps are uh, get Handshake coin and then go and bid on your Handshake name. Uh, and you can do that through a uh, like through the CLI if you wanted to. You can do that through a desktop wallet. Uh, you can also do it through Namebase. So that's why we wanted to create Namebase in the first place because you know if you looked at like some of the other I think at the time, like CryptoKitties was really popular and it was <laughs> like, you know, super lauded for their really good design. But if you go on to it at the time, it was like, oh, you want to use CryptoKitties? Like here's like the 10 steps that you need to complete yeah. to go and get a CryptoKitty. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for Handshake, you really want like even like normal developers to be able to use it for their side projects, right? Developers like playing around with uh, new toys. And so like this would, this is something that you would want developers to use because the developers are also the influencers within uh, technology. And so uh, there's a great article by Chris Dixon actually about this, which is basically like talking about how uh, what developers use on their weekends or like tinker with uh, ends up becoming the technologies that the mainstream uses uh, every day, you know, 10 years later. And so you really want to enable that. Uh, and developers are not going to go through like 10 steps to go and use this, uh, you know, like new marginal internet system. Uh, so with, with Namebase, what we did is we created this on-ramp so that you can go in uh, with your USD or with your BTC, you can go and buy h and uh, And then you can go and immediately use that h and to go and register the names. And then there's, a, so there's some uh, complexities around the auction process that are kind of annoying to, to deal with. And uh, our system just abstracts all that away. Uh, for example, like if you don't submit like a certain transaction uh, within a certain period, you can like lose your money uh, if you just like don't do that. So like our system does that automatically for you. So you're just like, you know, type in your name, point and click, and then you're done. Um, and then you can go and manage the DNS settings uh, through our interface as well. Uh, of course, if someone wants to like withdraw their name and do that, they can do that as well. Uh, but basically that's, uh, that, that's probably the easiest way to get started. Um, uh, but you can always use the CLI or the desktop wallets too. And um, so what do you think would be a good name for Shake.com on Handshake uh, until Verisign just ports over.com? <laughs> Yeah, so, so to, to be clear, uh, when people are using Handshake for their DNS, uh, shakecoin.com will still work. So you can go and type in shakecoin.com uh, and it'll, it'll resolve correctly. Um, so that's a totally thing that you can do. Um, you know, I don't know if I should be saying this publicly on uh, your podcast so that everyone can listen, but uh, you can register shitcoin on, uh, on Handshake. So I just you know, typed in my, I just searched it up, uh, namebase.io slash domains slash Shitcoin, uh, just to kind of see when it's available. So it's available in 242 days. So you can register Shitcoin <laughs> and you can use that as a TLD. So you can have, you know, website.shitcoin if you want to use it like as like a TLD itself. We <laughs> can also use it as a domain. So you can type in Shitcoin slash into your browser and that'll resolve to uh, shitcoin.com if you point it to that. Oh man, I, I'll have to put it on my, uh, on my calendar to start a bidding war for uh, the Shitcoin TLD <laughs> and 200 and... 42 days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, if you add it to your watch list, uh, that's another feature that we, we made. So if you can add it to your watch list and you'll just get an email as soon as it's available for bidding. So you can just go and uh, initiate that uh, process. <laughs> very cool, very cool. I know as, I know as well, so um, yeah, we, we actually uh, uh, kind of part of the Sideshift.ai ecosystem too. And I know I was looking at Sideshift uh, also um, and that was, yeah, the same thing. I think it was around the same time, 242 or 240 days. So I think we're going to yeah, have to create some buzz and some busy bidding wars around that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing I'm not looking forward to is, uh, and this is how, you know, we didn't create handshake is because the name base 
it wasn't like pre-registered for Namebase. So anyone can go and register <laughs> Namebase and that is yeah. uh, in three, 305 days. So it's like even worse than, you know, shitcoin and sideship. Um, so that's pretty, that's gonna be an unfortunate uh, auction to go through. Uh, and, uh, sure. I was thinking about the, uh, the adoption for, um, for, for Handshake in general. Um, I mean, when you, when you type in a website and say you're using Chrome, um, to, make, to make this work with, uh, with Handshake, would you, would you have a plugin into Chrome? Would you change the way DNS works uh, in Chrome or on the computer? Like, um, how, does a, how does a web browser or some other app become Handshake aware? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. Um, so there's a few different aspects to this. Uh, the first is that you can have browsers like natively integrated. So I think Brave has, uh, has publicly stated that they're you know evaluating uh, Handshake. And we talk with Brendan um, all the time. They're actually claiming their name on Handshake. So Brave.com is claiming uh, .brave. Uh, so that'll be a cool thing. Um, but actually, the initial adoption is going to be more grassroots. So the way, the easiest way to start resolving a Handshake name is you just use a Handshake compatible DNS resolver. Um, DNS resolvers are not things that people normally think about, but it's actually something that uh, like literally tens of millions of people around the world uh, go and use. Uh, the, the main popular ones are Cloudflare's 1.1 and Google's 8.8. .8. Uh, these are DNS resolvers that are really popular like in the Middle East and other countries, you know, South, South, uh, Southeast Asia, India, all that. Um, and they are basically just like faster, like privacy focused uh, resolvers. And uh, effectively, what you want to do with Handshake is just use a resolver like that. Uh, and the cool thing is there's already a really good resolver that's supporting Handshake. Uh, uh, it should be up like later this week, actually. It's called nextdns.io. It's a uh, privacy-focused DNS resolver that is uh, created by the Daily Motion founders, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, cool. And if you just basically just use that resolver, like you not only get like a more privacy-focused resolver that's like way better than your you know internet service providers resolver, which is like you're definitely spying on your traffic and oftentimes they like kind of monetize your browsing traffic. So it's like not only like a better resolver in general, but it also supports handshake, uh, which is uh, really cool. So like all you have to do is on your uh, system, like on your computer or on your network router, you just go and point your DNS to uh, that handshake compatible resolver. It takes literally like less than 30 seconds and then you're, and then you're done. Uh, all your normal websites will work as uh, like as, just as you, you would expect. And then you just also get access to the, the handshake websites uh, as well. So it's like purely additive. Yeah, I was, um, I was discussing uh, going over a little bit with Blake yesterday, how uh, DNS works. And I said, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you can make your internet at least seem a lot faster if you change the DNS on the computer to something like the Cloudflare 1.1.1.1 or the Google one. Um, but then came the question of how much are these, these people spying on us? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? It's like, a lot. like <laughs> Google, like, you know, I mean, Google, like their entire business model is advertising, right? <laughs> so it's like using them for, even though they, they literally have like hundreds of millions of people who've like switched over to using Google DNS because it's like fast. But you know they're like that. I wouldn't trust that company with the data. Uh, Cloudflare is like they have a better brand, but honestly, like they're not. They don't necessarily have the best practices either. It's also like not ideal that 
you know, so much of the world is just centralizing their DNS requests to one company, um, which can, you know, get requests for cease and desist or like whatever. Um, and actually, that's a really interesting thing to consider, which is that uh, a lot of times the ways that these DNS resolvers get adoption uh, in uh, countries is because the countries implement some form of censorship. And you can actually use these resolvers to temporar temporarily get around the censorship. So like when Turkey was uh, censoring Twitter.com, people were spray painting 1.1.1.1.1. I saw uh, that one. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So like they spray paint that on the walls because you can like get around the censorship. Uh, the issue is, you know, these companies, they can't really talk about that use case that much, even though it's like a, one of the primary use cases. And they also can't really do it that well because like in India, for example, a lot of websites are actually censored, even if you're using Cloudflare CNS, because it's just like a centralized company. It's, it's literally one IP address. So you can just like black block uh, that one IP address. Whereas with Handshake, you can actually use any uh, DNS resolver. And actually the cool thing is Handshake has a light client there's like a tiny piece of software that uh, takes 10 megabytes of memory to run virtually zero CPU, and it can trustlessly resolve the uh, handshake names. So it's like a resolver that you can run yourself and it's fully decentralized and it can't be shut down. Uh, and so the cool thing is handshake can plug into the existing needs of these people who are you know, using these alternatives right now to get around the censorship uh, and just fit directly into that use case and then just provide access to a, a freer internet. So in terms of the, the other ecosystem developments, you know, as I mentioned, nextdns.io, they're gonna be supporting Handshake as a resolver. Um, the other really cool thing is uh, zite.co, which is, uh, you know, you probably haven't heard of it unless you're like a web developer, but it's a I've very it. popular, <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, now that there's Sage or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they they created now. They also created Next.js, which is like a wildly popular JavaScript framework that's used by like Tencent and Hulu and Netflix and all that. Um, and they're actually going to support handshake deployments. So it's super cool because now uh, now.sh is like you know the best of grade uh, deployment solution for uh, web developers. And they're gonna directly support handshake deployments, which means anyone who's uh, anyone who tries to create a handshake website will literally have like one of the best of breed uh, deployment solutions for them. Um, so then between NextDNS, which makes it really easy to resolve the names, and between Zite, which makes it really easy to go and you know deploy a website on handshake. Uh, and then obviously with Namebase, you have the on-ramp to go and register the names. Um, I'm really excited for those things to develop because now that that those initial primitives for that ecosystem are all there uh, for the adoption to really start happening. Um, and in terms of you know where where you see this going next, I mean, what's kind of the what does the roadmap look like for for Namebase? I know you've you've been doing a ton of work to kind of get to this point, but yeah, what's what's coming in the next few months? Yeah, man, yeah, already, totally. there's so, there's so much stuff uh, you guys have done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you have a you have a limit order book for HNS. Uh, BTC, and then there's a wallet that includes the auction system. Yeah, you guys have a. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> how, how many hundreds of developers uh, work at Namebase today? Yeah, <laughs> we have less than ten employees. So it's, when we look back at it, 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 it is a lot, but it's you know it, it's really just like these, and we actually need a lot more to make it even easier to use. But these are really just like the primitives that we kind of realized we need to go and build out. Um, to go and, and make uh, Handshake as easy to use as possible. Um, the, the next things that are on our roadmap, I'll talk about our roadmap, but also just uh, in general, like the Handshake ecosystem developments, which is uh, not limited, li limited to Namebase itself, uh, because you know, that's obviously the most important thing. 
so what you can do on Namebase right now is we have the pro exchange, which is important because you know you, you need that. The limit order book is important because you want people to be able to uh, you know do price discovery. Uh, so without that, you know you would you would not have the price discovery, and that can also provide liquidity to other people who are trying to build interfaces and whatnot. Um, and then you have the uh, the on ramp, so you can buy HNS with USD, you can buy it with BTC as well, um, and then you can go and use those coins to go and register the names. Uh, and manage names and the domain name settings and whatnot. The next thing that we're launching is, uh, this is kind of uh, getting into the weeds, but normally when you go and buy a domain name on like GoDaddy or Namecheap, you go in and you kind of, you can like edit the records, you can add like A records, you can add C name records and all that. Uh, but those are actually on uh, subdomains, they're not on the top level domains. Uh, TLDs themselves are, you can't actually store records directly on them. They're, it's called a they're referral only. So basically the TLDs refer to this uh, piece of software called the name server, which basically is like showing what names, what records are associated with the name. Um, and right now with uh, Handshake, basically Handshake TLDs, they work the same way. So they're referral only because it needs to maintain, you know, backwards compatibility with the existing DNS. So to actually go and point your name to a website, uh, you, you can actually, you can add a text record on chain to your name, which actually opens up a lot of really interesting possibilities, right? Can like hook it up to like IPFS or SciaCoin or something like that, and then have a really fully decentralized uh, web browsing experience. Uh, and that's that can be a complete other podcast just on its own. Um, but then the the normal way would be you'd have to set up a name server to go in and use these names. Um, and that's like an esoteric piece of software that like like even developers don't even run that themselves usually. Oh right? man, so it's like, uh, like dig software. Yeah, so, so what we do is uh, we're deploying name servers automatically for people so they can just go and really, uh, you know, really easily just use their name, just like you would expect to use a normal domain name. Um, and then past that, we're also launching a secondary marketplace for these names so that, uh, you know, not only can people just go and bid on the names directly through Namebase and, and get the names through the auction process, but they can then go and sell those names, uh, you know, to anyone else who's interested uh you know i think you you pointed out recently uh or earlier in the podcast right it was like oh like how do i buy a name from someone who already has it on namecoin mm. uh and so we wanted to make sure that there's that market primitive in place so that the names can continue flowing and that there's a, you know not only liquidity for the coins but liquidity for the names which is really important and uh if if you can have arbitrary records on your uh domain names then could i uh so I could have my, my own name, like for me personally, and I could maybe add like a, my PGP key uh, as a record. Yeah, yeah, you totally could. That would be very interesting for something like, um, like a messaging app, because you would only need to know the name of the person you're gonna talk to, like their username, and they can look up the encryption keys and like maybe what yeah, the website it, is, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And that actually touches on why Handshake can provide a more secure uh, route of trust for HTTPS than the existing system. Because basically the existing system, when you're like trying to find someone's key, you know, the website's key, it uh, delegates that uh, lookup to a certificate authority, which is like a third party that can be compromised. And they do get compromised. Handshake, you can just pin whatever key that you need to uh, secure your communication directly with your name on the blockchain. And so now anyone can look that up and anyone can verify it. And so you just completely uh, issue that uh, third party and you're able to directly verify that that key is correct. And so that's actually how the HTTPS security can be improved through Handshake. And as you point out, there are uh, you know probably near, near infinite use cases. Uh, you know, very, very easy to come up with a few good ones uh, to just go in and use that primitive to build other applications on top of as well. Awesome.
Awesome. Um, and in terms of, uh, yeah, to keep up to date with you, Tishan, and, and also where do we learn more about uh, the name-based ecosystem? Yeah, totally. So um, in terms of new uh, like product updates, actually, if you just sign up for namebase.io, uh, we actually have a, a notification section for when new developments happen. Uh, but uh, outside of that, the tw Twitter, our Twitter is probably the best place, namebase HQ on Twitter. Um, we also have a, a Discord, which is like very thriving. Uh, people, that's probably the best resource right now, honestly, to learn about Handshake. Uh, the community members there are super helpful. And, you know, we've been meaning to create all this content for Handshake and, and whatnot, but uh, the community members, they just do it a lot better than us. Uh, <laughs> and they're able to help a lot more than we can because uh, a lot of the information is pretty spread out. Um, we, there's also a, a Handshake Telegram, which is uh, pretty popular. It's, I think there's like 2,000 members there now. Um, that is a good spot to get like general updates, although it's kind of hard to have really nuanced, like productive conversation there just because, you know, Telegram right. has kind of become like a shit show over time. <laughs> <laughs> And there is, um, and I believe there's some more uh, technical Telegram group as well. Yeah, yeah. There's also the, uh, if you go into the Telegram, just check the pinned message and you can see there's links to uh, technical Telegrams. There's also like a Russian Telegram that someone started uh, and some other language ones. Um, so you can obviously funnel into those too. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for this breakdown. I think it's, um, yeah, it's been super educational for me and, and, and Andre, I'm sure Andres has learned some stuff too. And uh, for everyone listening to this, I, I suggest you get over to Namebase and start Namebase.io and start checking out uh, some uh, names over there, get involved in some auctions and see where it goes. But it's definitely exciting times and very excited to see where, how this all plays out. And uh, get, get ready to change your, uh, to change your DNS server. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For you and your family members and your friends. <laughs> <laughs>